Hey everyone, DM Jazzy Hands here with a quick pre-show announcement. Now, we'll say this again in our mid-show break because, well, frankly, it cannot be said often or loudly enough. We at The Last Refuge stand with Black Lives Matter and with our Black siblings fighting for justice. Full stop. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bria. And Liara. Last week, Bria met her match. While wandering the city, she happened upon Liara, a kindergarten teacher who was telling her students all about the dangers of surface dwellers and lies. Not not that she was telling lies, she was talking about the dangers of lies. Anyway, she was telling lies. After a few tense moments, Bria decided to leave and come back once the kids were gone to have a conversation calmly with Liara. Now that she's back, the two are ready to square off. Will Bria be able to get through to Liara? Will she manage to keep her temper in check while they talk? Or will her status as teacher's pet be forever ruined? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I don't know that I consider what Liara was saying lying. It's more like a creative interpretation of the truth. Well, and I think fair, she believes it. Yeah. Yeah. Or most of it, anyway. <laughs> um, wow, that face was fantastic. It's Taren, just, Bria, it's whatever. just like we're already all having a difficult time right now, and you're just like taking <laughs> the few bits of joy in my life and <laughs> you're chewing it up and spitting uh, it out. Well, now that seems like a very a, a terrible waste of of nourishment for my evil DM soul. I don't know. Tell uh, that to my child. <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> listeners, hug your children tonight. That's right. That's right. Let's see. Uh, so I would ask how we're doing, but like we all know that we just recorded last week's episode a few minutes ago, so like nothing's new. Honestly, um, so what- I feel great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I feel fantastic. I feel lousy. What's that from? I feel great. I, I feel, feel lousy. lousy. What is that? The I Tango feel- hear- Morning. More, that's it. It's from Rent. That's what yeah. it is. Very good. Well, uh, that's where we're going to so leave it for this week. That, no, you do not get out of this. So something <laughs> yeah. that uh, that one of our other guests uh, asked just sort of in casual banter, and then I decided was going to be like the theme for uh, these episodes for the second episode, is um, in your uh, safer at home, shelter in place, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, uh, have you been binging any sort of media? And if so, what? Uh, we just got Hulu, which has a ton of HGTV shows on it. Mm. So unfortunately, I've been, uh, we've been binging, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'd never had the chance to watch before, which I love. So I yes. am like four years behind everybody else on the jokes. <laughs> um, but we're, I'm also doing a lot of binging of uh, Good Bones and a lot of other um, uh, renovation shows. I like Good Bones yes. a lot because they do like minimal gentrification. They're not mm-hmm. like, oh, I bought this house for $15,000. I'm going to turn around and sell it in the same neighborhood for $700,000. And I only oh. got <laughs> right. $500,000 of profit. And I'm like, oh, ah! no. <laughs> so, and we die. Yeah. Minimal, yeah. minimal gentrification. And the hosts actually actually like each other which is nice and it makes me like want to bust a house down so that's nice too Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sounds cathartic as fuck yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> HGTV is kind of difficult right now, though, because like I just look around my house and go, that changes, that changes, that changes, and then I can't do it. <laughs> so, But you can have so many great plans. All right, uh, Bria, what have, or Taryn, what have you been watching? <laughs> oh, no. I, well. I mean, nothing. So we, obviously, we watched Tiger King. Um, we watched the whole thing. Uh, oh but we basically get an an hour to two hours a night to watch stuff, and right. that's about it. Like, even my podcast, right. I'm super behind. So, yeah, we watched all of that. Uh, we started McMillions. Um, what else have we been watching? Um, I'm in the middle of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I'm a couple episodes behind, but I love it. That's the one where she, like, has a head injury and everybody sings, right? Mm-hmm. It's real mm-hmm. good. Um, Is it a show really that's basically cast. that one episode of Scrubs, then? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the whole show. <laughs> okay. Okay. I wasn't really sure what it was, and I was like... Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really good. They've got a really great cast. Everyone's super talented. I like the concepts. It kind of makes fun of itself, nice. too. It's nice. Um, oh, that's good. I forget what else we're doing. We're I, we're rewatching Good Place because my husband hasn't seen it. Um, oh yeah. So, but for anyone who decides that they want to do that right now, don't um, because oh. you can stream through season three, and then the first eight episodes of season four you can't stream anywhere. So you can't get on Hulu. No. You can't get on Netflix. So I've been paying for them. <laughs> Which is infuriating me. Um, so it's like eight episodes that you have to pay for right now, which is, you know. Right. Um, and then I think that's it. We've been watching like a Disney movie a night with my daughter. Um, sure. I think I already said this on a previous episode, but she she likes uh, the song You're Welcome from Moana. And she calls him Malcolm because that's her way of saying you're welcome. So all day long, she goes, Malcolm, 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 because she wants me to sing it. So I did learn the little rap from that, because I'm cool. Yeah, you did. Bonus uh, episode. Uh, and then she loves Let It Go, and we have a little cape that we put on her, and I take it off at the proper time. I really liked um, the second one. I feel like it's it was a better movie in a lot of ways. I, I worked at a hair salon, so I got to hear Let It Go. <laughs> How often? So often. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of weird frozen connections in our cast. Yeah. But, but man, like the, was it the song, um, and the second one? Oh, show yourself. Oh, lesbian anthem. Oh, oh yes. Ugh. Yeah. I was like, yes. God, it's just so many good songs. And even though Lost in the Woods doesn't make any sense in context because like Kristoff shouldn't be in the movie because it makes no sense for him to be there. It's such Correct. a good song. <laughs> Lost in the Woods That's- is such a good song. Yeah. Exactly my thought. I was like, I, I'm enjoying this. I don't know why it's here. I don't know why this is happening. And he's like, it's got like the '80s like <laughs> yes, staging. Yes. Oh, I was super video. into it. I was, I was very like, confused. Yes, and he's like doing that thing. He's like running his hand through his hair. I'm like, yes, <laughs> so good. Talk about this. self-aware. I Just love it. A delight. I love it. I'm sorry. I please, please continue with your story. No, Tara. not at all. No, <laughs> no that's uh, it. Sorry, I busted yeah. in there. No, please. Oh, please. That's, that's the point the of politest this. Bus- in. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of this, I think. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, listeners, that's this week's uh, quarantine recommendations for your binging pleasure. Uh, that's a good list. I'm not going to give them my list. I mean, I'm happy to tell you all. They've heard my list three times now. Uh, so <laughs> so we're hanging in there. We are now, we're at a good time. I suppose we can, <laughs> I suppose we can jump back into this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so Bria is sitting uh, in her turned backwards p- pillow. I, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. And Li- Liara is is in 
uh, is in her teacher's chair uh, with with treats and flowers uh, on hand and um, go. <laughs> so I am going to start with... Um, you think that I would have taken the break to think through this. I was just releasing my stress, <laughs> I, I and now think I'm that. right back I, there. Um, I would not think that, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I am going to, I'm sitting down in my chair, and I'm looking up at her, and I'm going to say, tell me about your experience. Uh, you've always been a community member, right? Like, you you were born and raised as a community member? Of course. The community is our lifeblood. Already so mad. How long have you been a teacher for? I'm afraid I don't know a lot about the, uh, uh, like, life cycle down here. Um, what is considered adulthood? For the most part, it's pretty much what you would assume. So okay. I think you could, uh, any, I think if you have been teaching, well... I think adulthood is anywhere from 16 to 18, right? Okay. Uh, for most of the folks down here, so. So, um, have I introduced myself? I don't know Do that you... Know you I mean, one of the kids called you Miss Liara, so she's probably aware of your name, but okay. I don't know that you have introduced yourself to her. Okay, uh, I will say that, like, Liara looks very defensive about that mm. question. Um, mm mm-hmm. Mostly because, like, I don't know how much Bria, the character, would know about, like, the culture and stuff around names in the community. Um, oh. But, like... She's never heard someone with a name from the community. Okay. Uh, so as far as she knows, you all don't have them. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's really interesting. Okay. Um, so... Liara does look, like, very defensive for a moment and says, I may be young, but I have plenty of experience. And Bria is literally going to, like, be like, oh, no, I wasn't saying that. Um, (laughs) She's going to be like, I'm just curious how long you've been in this classroom. I'm trying to get a better idea of how things work here. She's called me a surface dweller a couple times, so rather than where I'm from, um, so I'm trying to get a better idea of how, how teaching and, and school works here. Why? To find commonality. Well, pardon me for being so uh, forward, but if I may be candid with you, I don't think that there's any need for commonality between the community and surface dwellers. I'm it's not. That same, it's that same quest for commonality that causes things like this earthquake. And I think that's why I want to talk to you about this. So, I'll start. I'm not from the surface. We came down here from the surface, but I'm not from this world, so we're learning a lot of extra things. Where I'm from, we've had problems like this before, and surface dwellers are having their own problems, but the problems are linked together, and I've seen that from being down here and from being up on the surface. Well, that certainly explains why the Earth hasn't swallowed us yet, you not being from the surface. That is her takeaway. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you tell me, uh, you're, you're a very good storyteller, as I heard you telling uh, your kids the story earlier today. Can you tell me the story of how the community began down here and how um, the separation of surface dwellers and the community began? I just want to know like, what their version of the story is. Of, like, the beast and all of that, because we've heard why they came right. underground, but, like, I don't know if that's what she's been told. Honestly, they've been down here for so long that, in a lot of ways, it's just the way it 
things are, that the reasons and the stories behind it are almost on the level of legend because it was so long ago that that uh, humanity and civilization retreated underground that being down here just sort of is the way things are and interacting with the surface is taboo because it always has been. Uh, so there are legends and stories about, you know, the beast and fleeing the beast to come down here. But it is very much uh, it is very much on sort of the level of legend and myth at this point because it's been so long. Okay, so what Liara says, with all of that in mind, is, mm-hmm. well, I am surprised to have to give this lesson to a, a grown person but that's all right you know there are gaps in everyone's education and it's always important to fill those gaps when one can even at the expense of all of our safety uh so where should i begin and is there chalk do i just pick up some chalk oh yeah oh yeah so (laughs) she definitely has like the fluorescent neon sidewalk chalks um and like picks up a just a bright like uh yellow and like a, a day glow yellow and picks it up and says yes. a very long time ago there was the surface and the beast was ready to wipe all of the impurities from it and that's all right because the civilization in the world below it is what survives it is the the natural order of things that any impurities that happen upon the surface must be wiped clean But impurities don't sink lower than the stones below them. That would be ridiculous. So any fault or anything terrible happens because surface dwellers simply just aren't equipped to do good. Not like us. Well, Bria's convinced, so um, how do I sign up to live here? Uh, No, (laughs) she asked. When well, she... that's, that's a twist that I was not ready for. <laughs> <laughs> I live here now. Uh, when she turns around, she uh, when Liara turns around, she sees that Bria has been writing in her notebook and has like written everything down and has like drawn all of the things and is being a very good student and not in a mocking way. Like she's drawing all of the things and like taking the notes of what she's saying. Liara is visibly like pleased by this. Oh, a student who pays attention without a magic ball. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> Um, There's a very much like a face that she's making that's like, I did it. Oh. The the student's pet. Um, (laughs) Okay, so then I am going to be like, got it. Okay, so then I'm going to say, so the stories that I have been told from the surface and the stories down here have some similarities. Um, They have the similarity of this beast um and everyone coming so your ancestors coming down here under the ground um in order to protect themselves from this beast right now what's happening on the surface is that there are these devils that you're talking about that are trying to that are doing things that may potentially release the beast again which for you guys doesn't really matter right because you're saying it's the beast isn't going to come down here he's not he or she or they um is not gonna it never hurt has mm-hmm. so far but um these devils are a little <laughs> bit different and um uh have you uh you've obviously seen the different faces around here and you have uh heard about the evacuation of the northern tunnel yes of course okay um do you know why that evacuation happened surface dweller meddling sure uh (laughs) 
Um, I mean, kind of. No, that's not, well, not our <laughs> surface dweller meddling. Um, well, I didn't say yours, now did I? Neither did Liara. I take everything personally. I'm being very polite right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say um, the reason that everyone had to evacuate from uh, the northern island is because the devils that are trying to release the beast are, uh, they found uh, an entrance to the underground and uh, they are trying to take over what you and the community hold so dear which is your safety and if they're able to do that there they're going to be able to do that here and so what myself and my friends the people that you're calling the surface dwellers the people that are mixing we're trying to stop them we're trying to stop them from ruining the community. We don't need to change the community. The community can stay in a comfortable place for you. We're not trying to change that. We're trying to protect you. We're trying to protect those children. We're trying to protect every face that we have seen down here. And we're trying to protect all of them from these devils. I don't think there is a no more noble uh, aspiration than trying to fix a problem that you yourself have caused. So I think that I... Yes, I think that I respect that and and this attempt at atonement. Granted, the beast has never come down here and never will, so it's ultimately a moot point, but sometimes it's the gesture that's important. I can tell that you find that to be as true as I do. Has a devil ever come down here? Would Liara know? No, not that you have ever seen, and not in sort of any major... There was has never been, like, a major historical event where devils came down As now. she's thinking, I'll say, yeah. or have you ever heard of an evacuation due to anyone uh, coming down into the community? Into any of the communities? Of course not, and I never will. And that's what I'm saying, is that if they're able to start to infiltrate the northern... Uh, island and they're trying to get down and they're finding these ways to do it they could do it here and if they can do it the beast can probably do it as well well that sounds like gross speculation sure got nothing else for that (laughs) speculation sometimes turns into facts though sometimes and most times it doesn't we need evidence in this scientific process. But what a fun thought experiment. Uh, actually, uh, Liara tur- stands up again and goes to the blackboard and starts like drawing a diagram of uh, the northern city, southern, the middle, uh, lower, upper. So let's say that the that these devils <laughs> penetrated the northern city somehow. <laughs> and she and she'll like start to draw little arrows and like mean face devils. Um, puts like little grumpy eyebrows on them. Says, and, and I'll all pull out some of my drawings and be like, "You're actually pretty close." And I'll start pulling out some of the drawings of the creatures that I have seen. Um, oh, so I'll start pulling those out. Oh, yeah. you want to describe some of those, Bria? Horrific. Um, I mean, I definitely didn't draw any of the blob things that I saw. Oh, horrible. So I'm not going to draw any of those, but I'm going to draw, like, um, the the bigger, scarier things. Those are the things that, that we're looking at. So, like, mm-hmm. a, a scary giant elk? No, she doesn't see that one. <laughs> any of the scary thing? I've had multiple drawings throughout um, my days. So scary ice devils and that type of thing. Okay, all right. Uh, she'll go through them and sort of peruse through them as though, like, she were grading one of her students' drawings. <laughs> but you can see her get visibly more, like, 
unsettled as she does. Um, and she'll say, oh, very thorough. Uh, and then start to, like, draw, like, little, little, like, arrows and stuff. And so the devils say infiltrate this northern city. And then all of their uh, refugees come in here. You see, the main, the main factor in this is their attention with the, it's their meddling with the surface dwellers. If we continue to meddle with surface dwellers, we may see the same thing. But if we don't, we may not. Hmm. Hmm. Bria is thoughtfully looking upon the ceiling for the answers. (laughs) That's where I think best. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. Second of all, happy Pride Month, y'all. Remember that the first Pride was a protest against police brutality led primarily by trans women of color. Third of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be celestial if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We, of course, want to remind everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more, including, hopefully later this month, early access to our merch store, yet another perk that we've added for our patrons. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you will be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page, but since it's the start of the month, we'll go ahead and list them off here on the air, too. Our Patreon Patreon at Forward recipients this month are Nat Rose, Taking Initiative, James Intracasso, D20 Dames, I Need Diverse Games, Venture Maidens, Scott Buckley, The Broadswords, Tanya DePass, and Meeple Like Us. Speaking of support, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and our newest Herald, Sir Mox the Magnificent, and to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen. Of course, we also want to thank our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music that you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. And finally, on the music credits, we want to thank Kevin McLeod at incomptech.filmmusic.io for his music. As always, a list of everything we use music-wise and all of the artists who created those pieces can be found in our episode notes. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D 
D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. And finally, this week, we once again want to give another enormous shout out to TK for joining us. They were such a joy to play with. It, I mean, you all are listening. You're enjoying it. I certainly did. You should absolutely go check out everything TK does by following them on Twitter at at TK joins the fray. You should also check out Tales from the Mists, the stream game that TK is the DM for. You can check them out on Twitter at at MistTalesDND. Check out their website, which has links to old videos, merch, and much more at TalesFromTheMists.com. And of course, watch their live show every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash DND. All of this info and all of these links can, of course, be found in our episode notes this week. Okay, that's all the announcements I've got for you at this point. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay home if you can, and wear a mask if you can't, and happy gaming, y'all. When you've got a gold medal in mental gymnastics, you can make anything work. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, that feels like a phrase for the age. I'm from rural Kentucky. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Bria's gonna say, they didn't, there was no meddling, this is to DM, there was no meddling in the Northern Island, right? Other than they were just watching, right? In the Northern Island? As far as you know, uh, you don't even know of any, I mean, the only Northern Enclave member that you have ever met is Ox, and you had never interfaced with him before. So as far as you know, they had nothing to do with, with what was going on on the surface on the Northern Island. Okay, Um. so then I'll say... Um, the Northern Island, actually, from what you're saying is quote-unquote meddling, the Northern Island didn't do any of that. These devils that we're talking about, they're from a completely separate world, a separate universe, and they're coming in here and trying to bring, and I'll kind of look around and get an idea of, like, the religious aspects and stuff like that, that it's not particularly, like, one god or anything like that, mm-hmm. and I'll say... Um, their goal isn't to release the beast. Their goal is to bring a god here who is going to bring death and destruction. And regardless of the beast or not, that that god that they want to bring in here is going to find a way to get to every surface dweller on every island. And that god is going to either, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him, force you to work with him or he's going to destroy everything in his wake. So regardless of meddling or not meddling, the only possible thing to do at this point is to try to stop them from bringing him here. Liara looks visibly shaken. Mm. It's like... As she does that, I'll slowly take out a drawing that I have of him from, like, what I have seen of him. Of Abydos? Yes. And Uh I'll... uh, And I've spent some time on this one. There's lots of shading. (laughs) Um, and I'll <laughs> cross hatching. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'll I'll uh, kind of slide it on the floor to her, and then turn it so that she's like looking right, like the proper direction at his face. Now I don't know that Liara would be able to identify what this creature is, but TK, so that you have an idea of what you're looking mm-hmm. at, you are essentially looking at a, a drawing of a pit fiend. Oh, horrible! No. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, Liara would have no concept of it, I'm sure. Right. But she also doesn't have concept of, like, a genuine deity, like, God. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. So, just, like, this idea that they're, first of all, are gods, um, that one wants to come here, that they have a power that she cannot calculate. Um, this is this is unauthorized. Uh, <laughs> unauthorized hellish recreation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds like a great Saturday. <laughs> it does. It also <laughs> sounds like a really weird garage band that never yeah. really took off. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they had to like change the name to like Hellish Recreation or something. It still didn't work. <laughs> the bassist was like sleeping with the drummer's sister. It just didn't work Ugh, out. It um, just was such a mess. God, such a mess. Thanks for nothing, Brayden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I went on tangents. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. Um, it is what this show is about. <laughs> we have full time. Uh, no. Um, basically, like, Liara looks, like, very shaken by this. And it's, like, there's not... It's not easy to tell if she, like, believes you. Mm-hmm. But there's, like... But she does not necessarily believe what she did believe sure. a few minutes ago. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and she'll look at this picture and... All right. Let's say devil's advocate that... And, of course, puts herself in the position of devil's advocate as though you had been... <laughs> <laughs> as though you had been the one who was like, no way this can't happen. So j- let's just say, me playing devil's advocate, that... <laughs> They could get in to the community. What do we do? You can't let them get to that point. If they get to that point, the community is no more. Of course, we're both we're both in agreement here. But I'm just, of course, just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> but it, how would we how would we keep them from doing that? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Keep them from getting into the community? Of course. I mean, the best thing to do, in my opinion, devil's advocate. Um, would would be to, I mean, risk the lives of, you know, four strangers or anyone else who would potentially want to risk their own life to go up to the surface and fight them. Keep the them surface. from coming down here. I know. And I don't want any community members to get hurt. Trust me. I, you guys are great. It's, it's going well down here. We are great. You are. That's why I bought you such beautiful flowers. You know, they reminded me of your face, you know. (laughs) Um, But I'll say that, I mean, worst case scenario is you allow us to go back up to the surface. You allow us to, or the community allows us to go back up to the surface. The community allows us to uh, fight these devils as best we can to protect the community. And hopefully, I mean, either way, honestly, you'll probably never see us again. We don't need to come back down here. Our goal isn't to live here. Our goal isn't to take anything over or to change anything. It's just to, we have, we have friends and what we would now call family and loved ones up on the surface and we want to protect them. And now we have new people that we need to protect as well. So your great risk is my life. (laughs) Haha. That was my RX laugh. Did you like it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, Li- Liara um, kind of looks at her and is like, would you do that for for the community? We were doing it before we even knew you existed. We're here to, to protect all the people that we don't know. Mm. Nobody likes braggadocio. <laughs> <sighs> Bria's digging her fingernail into her leg. We were having like a fine conversation now. She's like, oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> The pillow just like explodes. Yeah. <laughs> like a little thing of feathers. It's just feathers. <laughs> she says, "Lay out the sweets, dear." <laughs> and I can all all say since I know that this whole thing started, and I'll say I know this whole thing started with these earthquakes, and we could even potentially protect you from the earthquakes. I know what caused those earthquakes, and what caused it is those devils. 
the devils, I'm assuming that the the earthquakes are being caused by... So if you remember, the first two sort of minor earthquakes you remember happened when uh, when they consecrated or when they activated their nodes. Mm-hmm. But remember, there was also that much, much larger earthquake not too long ago that you are that you all are not actually sure why it happened. It's, it happened right before you came to the Eastern Island from the last refuge. We think it's because, I mean, I'm speaking for everyone else here. I think we've had these talks now. Uh, I think we think it's because of how the key got stuck to the node because it's like a... Oh. Uh, our... What was our opinion? Our opinion this was that is it's news to me. It's because Alex it would be so much better at explaining this. I think it was because this was like the Earth and Death key that that the Earth made the earthquake happen and the Death. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that theory is news to me, but good, good to know. So we have a theory, but we Great. assume that it has something to do with when they were here, um, when the Tieflings were here. And sure. messing with the node, um, sure. or okay. trying to activate the node. So that's I won't explain that, but I'll say like we have right. we know why these earthquakes are happening and they're being caused by these devils doing things on the surface of this island. We have already set something in place that we're hoping will keep this from happening again. Um, but the best thing that we can do is stop all of their forces to keep them from coming down here again and creating another earthquake. Yeah, I think that Liara would be the most concerned about the most recent big earth- earthquake. Because multiple earthquakes have been having, happening for like a while. And yeah, like- on and off, like every like maybe once or twice a year. But they've been pretty minor, particularly down here where you all are. So, And I think she's at an age just young enough where she thinks... She she can think of that as normal. Totally. Or at totally. least common. But like this big O earthquake, this this big beefy boy. <laughs> he was uh, he was in fact a beefy boy and that was unprecedented for sure. So yeah, Liara is definitely like warming up to this idea. Or already warm, but like mm-hmm. Bria, let me just ask you. I'm loving all of this by the way. My my audacity is so quiet cuz you all have just been bouncing off each other and I love it. Um, my only other question for you Bria and something that I, I know that she would be aware of and want to think about is uh, and and maybe she doesn't want to bring it up to Liara and that's fine, but there is the other part of the trial and the other part of Octavia's argument which is that not only do the members of the community have to let you four go do your thing, but also they have to sort of loosen their stranglehold on their own community members in terms of their isolationist policies so that the members of the Enclave can also be allowed to assist you all where it's needed. I don't know if that's that's a big that's a big step, so I don't know if that's what you want to have the conversation about right now, but I thought I would check in. Yeah, I think I've been, I mean, I'm not going to say that in that many words, but I think I've been kind of touching on that is like, if people in the community want to help us and they want to risk their own lives, then they can also come up there and risk their own lives. But for those people in the community that want to be safe and they want to be here, let them be safe and let them be here. We aren't asking for anybody's help. We're asking Mm -hmm. to allow us to do what we want. And if there are people in the community that want to come help us, let them come help us. Because again, you're not risking your life. Let them risk their own life if they're a crazy person like we are. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I understand. Which we aren't because the surface world is terrible. (laughs) It's a blind place. You're very smart. You're very smart. You're going to stay here. I can see why you're a teacher. You're really an asset to these children. One does one's best. (laughs) And does it so well. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
All right, Bria, how do you how do you feel this conversation is going? I feel pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Liara, how do you... What's Liara thinking right now? I mean, I know that she's... You've said she is beginning to sort of wonder if perhaps what she's always believed isn't quite the case, but... Yeah, um, I think I think in terms of, like, the Enclave stuff, Liara is on board with... I'm going to tell y'all outright, Liara is on board with voting for the surface dweller adjacent people to go up and deal okay. with this, but prefers the isolationist. So it's very much like a, okay, you've just convinced me that this is somebody else's problem. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have a delightful time. Right. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to help Oh, yeah. You. Why would I do that? I mean, Got yeah, it. and that's the thing is I think that I, or Bria slash me, sees yeah. Liara <laughs> as someone who that's kind of their... Like, I don't think there's any way yeah. that I'm ever going to be able to convince her to fight for us or with no. us sure. or but, even want to give supplies to us, to be fair. Yeah, but I think Liara is is all, is all still hesitant to, to be okay with community members going up to the surface for any reason. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know if you have more arguments that you want to make, Bria, but I mean, it feels like you made some inroads to at least, uh, you know, at least get the trial to, to go that much more your way. Yeah, I think that I, uh, if I had any inkling of kind of her feeling that way about any community members going up, I would say something to the effect of like, number one, again, if they want to go up, they can go up if they want to volunteer to do that on their own. Um, but also like, they don't necessarily need to, they can just send us supplies if that's what they you know if that's yeah. their way of helping they can send us supplies and we could do as much as we can up there yeah if if bria brings that up if like if they you know if they don't want to like liara is very much a person who kind of believes that and, and it reflects in her teaching it reflects in the way she talks to people people don't make their own decisions people that are more important or better or smarter or more qualified make those decisions for them so the idea that, you know, if they want to risk their lives, they should be able to do it. Liara's like, no, that's, it's unauthorized. Um, mm. But when Liara, if Bria says something like, oh, well, if they don't want to, they can give us supplies. Then Liara's like, oh, that seems, that seems reasonable. That seems prudent. Okay. All right. I didn't really expect you to even get her this far on your side. So well done, Bria. <laughs> Uh, I didn't I like either. Like, I don't know at what yeah. point. I was sitting here at one point and Taryn was speaking or Bria was speaking. And I was I was sitting there. I was like, oh, no. Uh -oh. <laughs> when when did the turns table? <laughs> Damn. I didn't, I didn't even like have Frosty's hat. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know that the two of you are ever going to be besties, Bria and Liara, but you seem to have found at least some small measure of common ground. So my my last question then is, how do you two, I mean, do, Bria, do you just, you're like, okay, cool, bye, or do, like, what is, what is the final scene that we see you two together doing? Um, I do think that depending on how I feel the conversation is going and how kind of open she is with me towards the end of it and any of that, mm -hmm. um, I do think that I would encourage her to 
Um, certainly not take a stand on our behalf because she's not going to do that. Um, but if she hears conversations or anything coming up to maybe, I would encourage her to maybe continue to play devil's advocate when she's speaking to these other people to see if maybe one or two other people might hear her devil's advocate argument since, you know, she's really great at, at doing that. She's 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 mm-hmm. great with thinking. Thinking. Nobody likes a kiss, Esther. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, you can't take the girl out of me. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I think I would kind of encourage her to do that and say, like, certainly I'm not expecting you to be on our side or go out and hand out pamphlets or flyers or any of that stuff. Um, but if if this conversation comes up, it might be worth playing devil's advocate to keep to get other people's maybe thinking in a separate line than this straight line that they've always been on. And then I think, how long do we expect to be down here? Well, I mean, you've got another, like, eight-ish days until the trial, and then, depending on how that goes, you know, it depends on what you go, what you all decide to do next, and how, you know, if Octavia and, and the rest of the Enclave are able to continue to assist you, like, what you all plan to do. So at least, you know, probably about 10 days. Okay. So then I'll say um, uh, that I'll say like, I don't know if you noticed, I painted this ball for you to make it look light and magical. So hopefully that helps with the children. They seem like a lot. Um, And I'll say, uh, we've got a couple more days down here. We obviously have a lot to do, but um, maybe I'll stop by again and drop off some extra treats for you. Yeah. um, While she's talking to Liara about um, a couple of these things, like being like, you know, if you meet somebody and you find you find a chance to be devil's advocate, uh, Liara does not a few times. It There aren't a lot of things that you can... Uh, Liara's, like, emotions are very much on her sleeve. Um, mm. And you can tell that, like, even though she is not a good teacher, it's important to be perceived as a good teacher. And also, like, at least give it a shot. Um, so she does ask... At a couple of points, uh, if you could write a couple of small notes for me, you know, just uh, easy ways to explain these things to the children. And um, I'm already, I've already got them written out. Like I already had them ready from the library earlier. I'm like, here you and, go. And you'll see her uh, go through a few of them with like a little red quill and mm-hmm. uh, mark out mm-hmm. a couple lines, uh, circle something, and then say. Yes, I think that I can. I can do something with these. Thank you, and like just set them in her desk like surreptitiously. But yeah, there. I think that you can count on her changing her lesson for the kids. I right. I do think um, that like maybe a couple days pass, and I just leave a little like basket for her with more treats, and I want to draw a picture of her with a surface flower in her hair. I'm not gonna like <sighs> point to it and say surface flower, but just like a little bit of like a surface flowers in her hair that You're a flower fine. she wouldn't see down here. Oh, that's nice. If you ever came back to the classroom, it would be up on her wall. Oh. Aw, I love that. What a great final image, that picture that Bria has drawn of Liara with the surface flower. Perhaps there is somewhere where the two can meet, if only slightly. I love that. All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Okay. What a delightful non-cliffhangery ending. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we did that. Be sure to listen next week to find out 
something. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know which episode it's going to be, but you should listen anyway. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what virtual cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, a ginormous, enormous, gigantic, all of the words, thank you to TK. Yay, I have had such a blast so watching, <laughs> watching Taryn just thrive. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a great time, because we certainly did. And of course, I want to thank all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bria. And Liara. Happy gaming, y'all. Am I ready? No. Should I take a shot? Yes. Did I record that? Yes. You got it, buddy.